Hey everyone, I'm Taylor. And I'm Leanne. And this is What's for Brunch, a podcast where we invite you to join us for conversations that we usually keep for our Sunday brunch. Thanks for joining us for our first episode. This week, to kick us off, I wanted to highlight one of my favorite brunch spots called Social. There are two locations in Southern California, one in Costa Mesa and one in Huntington Beach. I absolutely love going there for brunch, and my favorite part, I think, is that I get to take my dog Simba with me. Aw, that's cute. Thanks, he loves going to brunch almost as much as I do, I think. Is it, like, mostly outdoors, or...? There's normally outdoor and indoor dining for both locations. Gotcha. Are you excited about outdoor uh, outdoor dining opening again? Yes, I can't wait. In Orange County, some places are actually open right now. Did they ever close, like at all? (laughs) I think they did for a couple weeks, but it was way more lax than LA. You'll have to come visit me so then... I can take you to some of these places. Right, yeah. So just to give um, people some context, Taylor is in the OC right now, and I am in LA, so we are um, like an hour and a half um, away from each other or something like that. Yeah, just across county lines. Um, How has it been in Los Angeles? We just started redoing um, outdoor dining on Friday, last Friday, I believe, and Okay. Uh, I know people were really excited. Uh, My friend told me that he drove through Koreatown and like every restaurant was like packed on the very first day that restaurants were open. So I'm assuming people were really excited. Um, I am still a little bit hesitant, um, but I know that, you know, restaurants were struggling a lot. Um, I definitely felt for them. So, you know, I know that they need to, you know, they need business. Oh, definitely. I'm all for it getting food to go if I can afford it. Um, And I like the outdoor dining as long as it's actually following protocols or something that I would consider safe. You know, it's all up to a personal choice. But I think if I think it's safe, then I'd love to go out. Totally. There is this one brunch spot actually called uh, The Butcher, The Baker, The Cappuccino Maker. Have you been there? No, I haven't. So there's, I think there's two locations. I think one is in El Segundo and then one is in West Hollywood. And I have been to the West Hollywood location so many times. It's definitely one of my favorite brunch spots. Before outdoor dining closed in LA in November, um, I was there like almost every week. It's just so good. And I, I think, I think the day I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back to outdoor dining. I'm probably gonna be there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay, we have to go there too. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and their prices are actually super reasonable because you know brunch can be pretty pricey. Everything is really reasonably priced. You get a good portion, and I always end up um, being full, but I always take stuff to go to. So, yeah, it's it's super cute, too. They, like, their outdoor patio area is really nice. They usually have outdoor and indoor dining normally, too. So it's, I think it was sort of easy for them to transition into outdoor yeah. dining. That's awesome. Do they have bottomless mimosas? So that's the sad thing. They don't. <laughs> well, they have, like, a flight, a mimosa flight. It's super, super cute. Like they have, I think it's three. So they give you three um, different mimosas. All of them taste really good. Like I've tried it and it's, it's good. And honestly, I'm pretty, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty lightweight. (laughs) So if I drink like two, not even all three, but even just two, I'm 
tipsy. <laughs> I feel I I get super bloated when I drink champagne, so it's kind of a waste for me to do bottomless because I don't even drink that much anyway. Yeah, I'll just get one or two and stick with that. Exactly. It's like perfect that way. Mm-hmm. I actually got my first COVID vaccine. Yes. Okay. You have to tell this story. A little background. You're not a healthcare worker. I'm not in healthcare. I'm not a teacher or anything. Um, I went to my pharmacy the other day and my pharmacy is connected to different medical offices. So a nurse came up to me while I was in line and she asked if I wanted to get the vaccine. And I said, yes. And she said, oh my gosh, really? That's great. We only have one more. Wait, so you weren't even, you weren't even there for the vaccine, like intentionally. Exactly. I was there doing other things, but they, it was the end of the day around five o'clock and they need to give them to people or else they have to dispose of them, you know, because they're only good for so long. And she said that she asked about 20 people before she got to me and they all said no because they were nervous. She said they were kind of hesitant about getting it, but I jumped on it and now I have my appointment for the second one and I haven't felt any side effects. And you you got it just Um, yesterday. I just got it yesterday. My arm is a little bit sore and that's it, but I know some people uh, said that they had slight fevers or achiness, but so far I feel exactly normal. Oh my God, Taylor, do you know how lucky you are? <laughs> I know, I feel bad because I know people who are nurses and they're working around the clock and they still haven't gotten theirs. Well, you know what's so... really interesting is there are mm-hmm. healthcare providers who don't want it. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen like news articles that say some are really hesitant to get it. Um, which I find very interesting because you would think that they would be the first ones, um, and rightfully so, that they would be the first ones to, to jump on it, you know? But I guess there right. are some who don't, who don't want it. That's interesting to hear. I'm wondering what the reasoning behind that is if someone is a healthcare provider and they don't want to get the vaccine. Right. Um, and I, you know, I have friends who are in healthcare and they've gotten their shots and unlike you, they did have side effects. Um, mm-hmm. my friend said he was super, super, uh, achy and had fatigue and he, um, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but you know, he just had to pop an ibuprofen or something and, and then he was fine. Right. That's what I'm hearing too. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're super lucky. I'm just happy I was able to get it because if not, I'd be one of those people who would have to wait until June or July. So yeah, it's me. It's just being at the right place at the right time, I guess. Oh my God. I need to hang out at pharmacies. <laughs> just wait until the end of the day when they're all out of patience. Yeah. And they, um, they have extra doses. That is crazy. Wait, so you got to schedule your second one with them too? I did. Okay. Because I have actually heard stories of people who like wait around, um, hoping to get a shot somewhere. And then they they get it, but then it doesn't guarantee them a second shot. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, though, because you need both of them. Right. But I guess because they're like, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but like, I think you're super, you're super lucky. Like you got it without even um, looking for it, basically. And then you, you didn't even have any side effects. Yeah, I mean, so far, it's only been a day, but I'll keep you updated. Um yeah, that's weird. If they told me I wouldn't be guaranteed for my second one, I probably wouldn't have gotten the first one. Right, because then you'd have to try so hard just to get the second one. Exactly. Uh, do you know if you got Moderna or uh, Pfizer? I got Moderna. Okay, cool. 
So you got a card and everything. Yeah, I have a card and it has my next appointment on it and everything. Oh my god, so official. <laughs> I that's what I was thinking. I feel so official. But oh my god, I'm so <gasps> jealous. I yeah, I want the shot for sure. But obviously, you know, I'm just I'm just waiting around. There's uh actually there's like a website that lets you sign up for doses that haven't been used. Uh, oh, and my, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and my friend told me about it, which is how I know about it. But she she got to sign up. Um, but by the time that I by the time I went on the website, all the appointments were already taken. Are you serious? Yeah. So I mean, it's super in demand, wow. and you know, everyone is kind of scrambling. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unknown right now because I guess for the general public, you don't really know when you'll be able to get it. Right, because I'm not over sixty five. <laughs> You're not. I'm not. <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you're incredibly lucky. Thanks. I'll let you know um, if I feel any side effects or anything. But right now I feel 100% myself. Yeah, I I can only hope for the same. But um, you you wait like three weeks for the next shot? Let me see. I think it is three weeks. It's like four or three, but I think it, it differs on the the shot. Yeah, I wrote the date down, um, but I completely forgot. <laughs> it's okay. That's why I wrote it down in my calendar, because I knew I would forget. Yeah, I mean, I'm just over here, like, hearing about the different variants and, like, trying to avoid everything. So mm. I, I'm so jealous. I definitely, definitely need the shot. Yeah, see, that's the thing, too, with all the variants. I'm wondering um, if we'll need one every year or what's going on, but I guess that's a lesson for a future discussion. Well, actually, I did hear, like, there's, a, there's like, a third dose that they're working on for the new variants, but I don't know if that's, like, official. That's just what oh, I heard. Okay. Yeah, that's just what I heard, but, I mean, yeah, what can you do, you know? it's It's just changing all the time, and it's so scary but until you know until then i guess we're gonna have to settle for outdoor outdoor brunch yeah i'm totally okay with that as long as it's not summer oh my gosh it'll be so hot this summer well but then it's like cold right like right now it's kind of cold i mean actually right now it's pretty warm yeah right now it's been ideal weather actually yeah it's been so it's been so nice in southern california i stepped outside earlier and i was really surprised at how how nice it is outside right now yeah i went to the dog beach last weekend and i brought a sweatshirt and everything thinking it was going to be freezing it was so perfect and i feel bad for people who are living in snow right now because it's it feels so nice i've seen videos of new york and I mean, like, I think snow is so pretty, but I don't know if I could live in snow because I'm so, like, honestly, I'm so LA. <laughs> I'm like not, I'm not used to snow at all. I don't even know how to like deal with it. Um, but I saw a video of a bunch of strangers outside doing a snowball fight. Oh, that looks so fun. I know. It was, I was like, oh my God, I would totally participate in this if I was there. Um, yeah. Something that LA will never <laughs> experience. Were you in uh SEV and I, I think it was 2011 when it snowed yeah I, I was yeah um okay. so Taylor and I are from SCV for those of you who don't know um Santa Clarita Valley um and we went to different high schools though but yeah I I distinctly remember that I like left 
my garage as soon as I heard people on social media being like, oh my God, it's snowing. I like ran out my garage and the snow was like, it was like legit snow. It stuck to the ground and everything. And it was there for like a full two days or something. Yeah. And you know what? This is the sad part. So I enjoyed it for the first hour and then I froze my butt off and wanted to go inside. Because we're not used to it. Exactly. That was only just like the tiniest bit of snow too. So I can't even imagine having to live with it and scrape ice off of your car every day and put on socks. Yeah, I I don't know how I don't know how people do it. Props to you guys. (laughs) Anyone in like Chicago, New York, like anywhere where it snows. Props to you guys. Oh, definitely. Uh, Okay, a little off topic, but do you ever open your phone, go on Instagram, decide you don't want to go on Instagram, close it, and then go back on Instagram out of habit? Yeah, I'm almost ashamed to admit how often I'm on Instagram. Like, first thing I do when I wake up is I check my phone, which I know is a terrible habit, but I, you know, I can't help it. (laughs) And I'm... Like, first thing I I do is I go on Instagram. Same thing. I look at my phone. I open Instagram. I'm not even expecting notifications or anything. It's I feel like it's a response now. Like, it's it's just something to do. Yeah, and, and um, in, in uh, quarantine times, I was laid off because of COVID months ago. And so I've had so much downtime. And, you know, my screen time has gone up so much because I'm mostly just home, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Does it ever, does it ever make you, I don't know, make you frustrated or do you feel like it's impacting your mental health at all? Because I, sometimes I'll go on Instagram after a long day of work just to kind of unwind, but then I end up getting super upset because I feel like I go in feeling completely fine with myself, just looking for a way to relax. And then I end up feeling like, oh, I should work out more or... I need to buy something expensive. So then I I just haven't been going on as much. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny because I, you know, I post pretty often on Instagram and I have started working with like brands here and there as a really small content creator. Like I wouldn't call myself an influencer at all, but I've gotten some cool opportunities to um, work with brands and receive products and stuff like that. And so I'm like really active, like more active than I think I've ever been, you know? And um, it's like social media is definitely, it can be so toxic. You know, you're you're posting things, but you yourself know that you've edited your own photo, you know? So like, I definitely look better in photos than I maybe do in real life. You know, my skin is not as clear as it might look on photos um, and, and stuff like that. So I am very aware that even my own photos are not 100% um, accurate of real life. But, you know, when you look at someone else's photo, you don't really know what they've done to that photo, right? Because you you weren't there when they were editing theirs. So you, you sort of look at this photo of perfection and you sort of think like, oh, wow, like this person has really, really good skin or this person, um, you know, their body looks perfect. And it's it definitely kind of gets to you. That's so true. I I feel like that a lot in terms of um, when there are a lot of younger people who are posting now too. And 
for some reason I feel like younger people look a lot older now and I've always looked really young for my age so I just feel like I could be that person's child or something even though they're 10 years younger than me oh my god no 100% like people do not look like they're 15 anymore like when they're 15 they look like they're 25 exactly it's really scary but i think it's because of social media because you know when you and i were growing up um you know we had what we had myspace and then we had facebook but that was like did that start i don't know maybe like sixth grade like later yeah yeah later Mm -hmm. on in elementary school right and um it wasn't there when we were in our formative formative years um and now you know kids all have cell phones and kids are all on instagram so they see this um, see all the makeup tricks, see all the clothes and all the styling, whatever, um, as a little, little kid. And so now I feel like kids don't even have an awkward phase anymore. I agree. Or at least if they do, they try really hard to cover it up. That's funny what you said about MySpace too, because I just remember my MySpace pictures. I think I had one and it was a super over-edited, saturated photo because I feel like people didn't care as much back then about what your picture actually looked like. I just figured people know what I look like in real life. Well, it's funny because when I had a MySpace, I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> so I didn't have an oh, I, so you- I didn't yeah, I didn't have an iPhone, so I was taking my photos on like an actual camera. Me too. And then you'd have to upload them to your computer and save it to your computer. That's so funny. Exactly. And so it's like so different from how it is now because now everything is so instant. Like you just take a photo on your iPhone or a selfie or whatever. You edit it on your phone and then you post it from your phone directly onto Instagram, right? Um, Yeah. it's, It's so instant these days. But back then you had to like literally upload it from your camera and then, I don't know, edit it on like photoshop i don't even know and then yeah Yeah. it's it's such a different world now for for kids yeah and i feel like a lot of people use the lightroom app too so you don't even have to upload it to your computer if you want to edit i know some people still do i mean quite a few people still do but i'm too lazy so i just edit on my lightroom app yeah i literally edit everything on like visco now the visco app um Mm -hmm. It's, and then, yeah, like you said, the Lightroom app, it's so much easier than actually using, like, Photoshop. I think TikTok, though, is really good because it's so much more realistic and there are people on there without makeup and they don't have their hair done and they're so much more natural on that app. Um, And it's a lot more accepted to show your imperfections and stuff. So I think it provides a much more realistic you know, social world for, for people on online. I actually don't have TikTok. I mean, I know what it's about because my sister will send me some posts from people that she likes, but do you think it's, do you think it's, I guess, less toxic than Instagram or do you think it just depends on what people post? I mean, like I said, it's a lot more realistic. So there are people who are not shy at all about showing like acne on that app or, um, you know, showing their under eyes circles or whatever without without makeup on. I think it depicts a much more realistic um, look into people's lives. And the thing about TikTok that's really interesting compared to Instagram is Instagram is like everyone's highlight reel, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people want to be perfect on Instagram, but people don't feel that need to be perfect on TikTok for sure. Um, People are very, honestly, people are like sharing a lot of personal stuff on TikTok that they would never share on Instagram. Um, 
a lot of people share stories about like their exes or like they share stuff about their trauma in their personal lives um, that I don't think they would share on Instagram. And so it's just a lot more personal um, of an app. And I think it's really interesting. Um, it's just, yeah, it's completely different from from Instagram. Yeah, that's so weird. I never really considered it to be more realistic or more personal in that way. But like I said, I haven't really used TikTok. I had it for maybe a week when I was trying to figure out how to use it. And then <laughs> I decided not to use it. But um, <laughs> you were just like, I give up. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go into a story one time about what really got me frustrated that I couldn't figure out on the app. But um, that's that's interesting to know. I, I didn't really think about that. I mean, I know nowadays I just get I just expect everything I do or every time I go on an outing with friends for it to end up online somewhere, which is really annoying. But that's kind of just how it is. You know, if you're hanging out with friends for a day then you either have videos of you doing like the whole day or pictures of everything that happened. And it's kind of, it's kind of annoying and scary to me personally. Oh, really? So you don't like, so you don't like when people post like an Instagram story, like when you're hanging out with them? I think it depends um, if I can... Well, I want to see it first, of course, but <laughs> I, I think it just depends on if, let me, I'm trying to think of how to put this. As long as it's not all the time, like if we're out eating lunch and you want to take a picture of your food, that's great. But I don't want to have the whole day recorded and put out, I think. Oh my God. So this actually reminds me, um, I tried to vlog a couple years ago and mm-hmm. you know oh my god <laughs> vlogging is like I, I think I gave up after less than 10 videos or something or maybe I had like around 10 and then I stopped doing it it's exactly what you're talking about like I'm totally fine with Instagram stories and posting because that's so instant and it's so easy and you don't have to really think about it but vlogging is like a whole different game. Like you're trying to record everything, right? So when you're out with your friends and something funny happens and your camera wasn't on, like you're like, oh wait, like can you do that again? And then you, <laughs> it's it's so annoying. And like I had to stop ultimately because I was like, this is one, this is not healthy at all. And two, it's like annoying because I'm not in the moment. I'm I'm literally thinking like, oh, I need to record this, you know? Yeah, okay, vlogging seems really, really hard because, first of all, if you don't think it's hard, try it yourself one time. I feel like it's really awkward being in public and recording every single thing you're doing and saying it like you're really excited and confident because this is going to be how it turns out when you post it online, you know? So you don't want to look like you're being shy or awkward or anything. You want to just be super confident about how you're vlogging. But then, like you mentioned, doing or recording every single thing you're doing throughout the day or throughout the weekend, that just seems like you're missing out on what you're actually doing. Yes, 100%. I felt like I was like almost putting on a show the whole time, like it didn't feel real. And then, you know, I sort of also realized like when I was editing the vlogs, I was like, you know, vloggers become famous because they're putting their whole lives on line, right? And exactly. I, 
yeah, and I sort of started realizing like, I don't really want to become a popular vlogger because I don't want my whole life to be my career. Like I don't want my personal life to be my work. You know, I think I, I sort of prefer it to be separate. And so I ultimately had to stop. It was not, it just wasn't very healthy. That's a good point. That's a good way to look at it for sure. Plus a lot of the, well, okay, if you're recording a whole weekend's worth of content, then what actually goes into the video might just be a couple minutes, you know? So you're constantly having to record every single thing that happens to try to pick out the things that are important. Yeah, and you know like how vloggers, like the really famous ones, if they're in a relationship and they show that relationship often in their vlogs, when they break up, they have to like do a whole video explaining announcement their, of yeah, breakup announcement. They, mm-hmm. they have to announce their whole you know dirty laundry to the public and i i think that's so like that just sucks yeah i'm i mean i'm sure some people actually like it and don't mind and the couples don't mind and they like doing that together but i completely agree with you i i would feel bad for my boyfriend if i was a vlogger because i feel like he would not be comfortable in front of a constant camera yeah you'd have to like warn them sort of right you'd have to be like okay like this is my job like you know what you're getting yourself into exactly i'm gonna record every single blah 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 you know actually it's funny that you bring up a boyfriend and dating because i i was dating someone when i was in the vlogging phase and um he's now my he is now my ex-boyfriend but he hated it oh really Mm -hmm. he was like i because he didn't like being on camera which is fine Mm -hmm. but like you know, because I was like, well, this is my life too. I, I wanted to vlog like the cute moments that we had or whatever. Um, and yeah, he just hated it. He was so uncomfortable with being on camera. And, you know, ultimately I was like, yeah, you know, if you don't want to be on it, like you definitely don't have to be on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, your whole personal life on yeah it's online it's a lot i feel like to be a really good vlogger or youtuber like you said you do have to divulge a lot of personal information Mm -hmm. and i mean have you seen comments for vloggers like they're all like oh um you know steven's not in your vlog anymore are you guys still together or oh you haven't been hanging out with jamie lately are you guys still friends like did you guys have a fight oh my gosh so they actually know their whole lives. Exactly. Like, they're and, you know, people are nosy, but they sort of feel like they have the right to be nosy because... I mean, you're putting it out there. Exactly. You, you put it out there. You showed these people, like, in all of your vlogs, and then all of a sudden they're not in one. And so people are naturally going to be curious and naturally wonder. So, I mean, I just feel like it's a lot. And I don't... I realize, like, I would never want to do that, like, professionally. Yeah. That's so weird. This is something that... It, I wouldn't have even thought would be a career path when I was 10, let's say, for some people. Oh my god, I know. (gasps) Um, I actually received, like, I've gotten two paid social posts for uh, Mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, And obviously it was not enough to, it's not enough to, like, cover rent or anything. It's not like a salary. It's just like a one-time payment for um, posting on social, but it's... I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> some people like, do yeah, this for, right? yeah, like some people do this for a living and that's all they, that's all they do. Like this is their entire income. Yeah, that, that sounds so difficult. <laughs> that sounds so hard for me personally, but it's crazy that people actually do that for their jobs. So 
yeah, good for them. They're doing something they're good at. Totally. But I think people also sort of under- underestimate like creators um, and they don't realize how much work goes into all of this stuff. Oh, I agree. Right? Yeah. Because you're taking the photo, you're editing it, and then you're um, writing copy for it for the caption. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So it's a whole production, basically. Yeah. it It's something that I think wasn't understood as much and is now kind of... Um, starting to be more understood and I feel like a lot of young people are getting jobs in the social space simply because they have grown up with this versus people who never experienced anything like this before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting because um, you know I'm 27 right now and so I've been working in the social media space for the past couple of years after graduation and um, I am realizing now that when people post like listings for social media um, manager positions, I think they sort of maybe do go for the younger applicants because they assume that the younger applicants might know more about like the upcoming um, trends and social apps. I completely agree. I I actually always felt super young until I saw TikTok as one of the platforms that you need to be an expert at for social media jobs. Yeah, it's really funny that you say that because on my resume right now for um, for work, one of my top skills, I put TikTok. <laughs> but that's what people look for. Exactly. I feel like now they actually actively like want to know like, hey, are you familiar with TikTok? Do you know how to use it? Do you understand the trends um, and how to edit on it? You know, so it's 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 crazy. The power of uh, the power of TikTok. I know. Hey guys, if you're hiring, Leanne's an expert in TikTok. Oh yeah, I'm a TikTok expert. Hire me. Don't go for the younger ones. Please hire me. (laughs) Yeah, but speaking of social media, uh, What's for Brunch podcast is on Instagram and Twitter, which is super exciting. And if you guys want to follow along on uh, Instagram, we are, is it What's for Brunch podcast? Yes. Yeah, it's What's for Brunch podcast. And then Twitter is uh, What's for Brunch pod. Yeah, it's What's then the number four <laughs> brunch pod because you know twitter you have to have a limited number of characters in your name totally so uh yeah just make sure to follow us and let us know what you guys want us to talk about in upcoming episodes um we're really excited to do this and yeah make sure to follow along thanks for joining us this week i'm taylor and i'm leanne and make sure to join us for brunch next time <laughs>